1: What's going on, everybody? Wanted to make a quick video here talking about the whole Jonathan Taylor situation. If you missed it, be sure to go check back on our channel. We covered that in detail last night on the live stream. But to put it in a nutshell, Jonathan Taylor requested a trade a couple weeks ago, probably about a month or so ago now. And, you know, the Colts had been pretty adamant. They had dug their heels in and said, we're not trading Jonathan Taylor, right? Jim Mercy even came out and said that. And so it was kind of like, well, Taylor has one thought, the Colts have another. And we kind of moved on, you know, and the situation hasn't really gotten better. You know, Taylor really hasn't been practicing, still on the PUP, all that stuff. You know, that kind of leads us up to this point where it came out yesterday that the Colts now have granted Taylor permission to seek a trade which was definitely a little bit surprising, I think, for a lot of people, given kind of where the Colts' stance was. So with that being said, that's kind of where we're at right now, just to catch you up to speed, in case you kind of missed anything with this whole Jonathan Taylor Colts situation, this whole saga that's gone down. But I just wanted to make a quick video here and kind of give my thoughts on kind of both sides of the argument, right? I I kind of see both sides a little bit. I see, you know, the side of keeping Jonathan Taylor around. I see the side of trading Jonathan Taylor, and so I just wanted to kind of give my thoughts on, you know, the benefits and the drawbacks, I guess, of both situations: if you were to trade him, if you were to keep him. So. My first thought was, and this was kind of my initial thought, given what the Colts were looking for, it was reported that they were looking for a first-round pick or the equivalent of a first-round pick, if that would be a second and a third and maybe another pick or something like that, whatever it would be, essentially the value of a first-round pick, whether that was a pick itself or maybe a couple multiple picks as well. And so my thoughts were if the Colts did decide – To trade him. We'll start there. If they decided to trade him, I think the biggest thing with that is you are getting back capital. If a team, you know, this is the big thing. If a team, and we'll get into that later, but let's say hypothetically for this, the sake of this conversation, a team says, all right, we're willing to pay a first round pick or a second and a third and whatever else to basically feel like the Colts feel like they're well compensated for that. I think the good thing with that is it definitely helps speed up the process for Anthony Richardson and kind of this rebuild, right? Maybe not right away, maybe not off the bat, no, maybe not here in 2023, but thinking if that's a, you know, hypothetically, it's a 2024 first round pick or a second and a third or whatever it is, that really helps speed up the rebuild quite a lot. Um, you know, just getting some high quality picks here. And we know Chris Ballard's done some work. He's been able to find some some decent quality players in those second to third rounds. He's also had some misses as well. So, you know, it very well could could not pan out. But I feel like for the most part, his second round picks have actually been pretty solid all things considered and third round picks. He's got nabbed a couple players, you know, guys like Bobby Okereke. That's the first guy that comes to mind. So he can do some work in the second to third rounds as well. And, you know, just with where this team currently stands, I think you need as much high draft capital as you can to build around your young quarterback, to give him weapons, give him protection, give him everything he needs, right. To, to feel like he can, the best player he can be but also you feel like you are well supporting him you know 2023 2024 2025 moving down you know the line there so I think that would be kind of the big positive there with trading away Taylor and getting that I think where you kind of run into some trouble there is number one the draft compensation I mean that's that's pretty high for a player that's not a premium position and I guess if a team were to agree to that you could potentially put back some of the things you accumulated. You know, you took him in the second round. We're driven by the
0: search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
1: so you put back say a second round pick or a first round pick and you maybe invest into a premium position you know maybe one that you haven't really hit on before you know i'm thinking primarily like you know an edge rusher right you know we all know the colts have struggled to find guys have invested a lot there but you still need to figure out who your guy is or maybe there's a guy that the colts like and they use it to trade up and go get their guy and finally get kind of that alpha in that pass rush room whatever it is um, they could use some of that capital to go you know take it from a non premium position and move it to a premium position. So when it comes up in three, four years or whatever it is, right, you're actually paying for a premium position instead of paying for a non premium like a running back. so that's kind of the argument I would make. like I said, it definitely would be difficult, I think. With that trade, and I'll I'll kind of get into the other side of things here, I think the difficulty would be, number one, the compensation. I mean, what team would be willing to give up a first-round pick for a running back? Again, I say that. Then there's – it only takes one, right, to do it. So you never know what team maybe thinks they – You know, I think I, I talked about this on the stream. I guess I'll touch on it again. I see a scenario. I see kind of a couple different scenarios here. Either a team that's kind of in contention feels like if they get a strong running game to complement their passing game, then they're going to potentially put them over the top there. I know like a team like Miami, for example, is a team that's been rumored to be interested um, and at least kind of poking around and seeing what they could get and everything. Again, nothing really concrete yet, but they're a team like that. You know, a team that maybe thinks you know we have our quarterback, we have our receivers. We just need kind of that final piece on this offense to really complete what we think would make us legitimate Super Bowl contenders. So I think teams like that that are close and maybe just think if we have an elite running back that'll put us over the top, And then secondly, I think teams with young quarterbacks, whether that's a team like I know Chicago is kind of a team that's that's been brought up in conversations, you know, with Justin Fields giving him a legit running back, giving him a legit running attack um, to help him out, right? Teams like that. So those are kind of the two scenarios I see of the teams that would trade for him. The difficulty is, you know, the compensation obviously, but then it's really, and I, I appreciated how my colleague on my other show. Andrew Thomas had put it, it's basically like a rental for Jonathan Taylor, unless they can agree to terms, right? Which you never know. I mean, you would assume if they trade, they're willing to to fork over that money, but you know, they could potentially be in a situation where the Colts currently are, where Taylor goes and rushes for over a thousand yards and says, Hey, pay me my money. And they're like, we're not comfortable doing that. And then you gave away high draft capital for a one-year rental, right? And then I think just finally, like, you know, just the shelf life of a running back, like Jonathan Taylor is going to be, you know, twenty-five twenty-four 24 years old. He just turned 24. So he's going to be 25 here coming up very soon. And then, you know, a couple of years, you know, he's going to, you know, you never know. The shelf life of a running back is very short. I mean, it's crazy to say a 24 year old running back is getting older, but like, that's just kind of how the nature of it is. Like any other position, you don't think twice about it. You're like, this guy's in his prime. He's got five to 10 years left at the minimum. Right. But with running backs, you just don't know, especially considering the workload he had at Wisconsin, right. And the workload that he's already had in the NFL, especially in 2021 with Indianapolis had some injuries already, right. All those factors for sure are things that need to be considered as well. And so those are kind of the things that you think about are some of the difficulties maybe and, and and especially knowing what Jonathan Taylor thinks that he deserves right now is a team willing to to do that maybe a team's like we're fine with the compensation but the biggest hurdle right now is just paying him you know 15 to 20 million dollars if and that's kind of the reports that people have said just the astronomical number that he is demanding right now like what teams would be willing to do that, what teams could afford to do that, right? For a position that's, frankly, it's not that important compared to a lot of other positions on the field. So those are some of the biggest hurdles. Now I want to flip it over to the other side, the pros and cons of keeping Jonathan Taylor around. I think one of the things that was one of my initial thoughts was the Colts are telling Taylor, hey, look, You know, you think that you're worth this much money. Fine. Go out in the open market. Go out and test it and see that we're not lying to you. We are completely right. This is not just an us issue. This is not just a Jim Irsay issue. This is a league-wide thing, right? This is where the market is. And the the Colts maybe are thinking, you know, because we've seen teams do this before, right, where they allow their running backs, like Austin Eckler, for example. He wanted to trade out from the Chargers let him test the, uh, the trade market and he comes back and he's still with the team. Right. So I think maybe the Colts are thinking maybe it'll, that's kind of how the situation will play out where he'll go seek a trade partner, but nobody, because of those two difficulties will want to trade for him and, you know, certainly not pay him. So, Those are some of the thoughts I had there. But, I mean, obviously you've got to point to the positives of just how much help he would be to a young rookie quarterback in Anthony Richardson. Just having that constant running attack, having that constant guy that can help take the pressure off of you early and can really help complement you well. And then you just think about, you know, the things that Shane Steichen could do with Taylor and with, obviously, Anthony Richardson in the running the game and the RPO game and just all that stuff, how much more that makes you dangerous. Um, and makes you multifaceted and all those things. So those things I think are, are big, but I kind of think about it like this. If, if you keep him, this is kind of one of the negatives, I guess, if you keep him and then next year he goes and hits the open market and you get nothing for him, you know, like what's the point of that? If you let him walk after a year, he goes out, he gets paid just a little bit more money and you get nothing. So I think that would be kind of an argument against like keeping him around. It's like, that like you don't get any compensation for this guy you let him walk yeah maybe he has a pretty decent season year one but you'd rather get some sort of compensation for him than nothing and then I think also just thinking about keeping him around like what does that do with your locker room right like keeping a guy like that who has you know really just taken up the storylines has been the point of conversation and he shouldn't be at this point right it should be all about Anthony Richardson should be about this young team, but it really hasn't been. It's been a distraction for this team. It's like that. That's something I see people kind of pointing to the negatives of like, why do you keep a guy like that around? That's just bringing drama and bringing unnecessary things to a team that frankly doesn't need it. The team won four games last year. You don't need this drama right now. You don't need to go make a statement right now. Right. And so that's what my thoughts are on that. And I think that's about all I have here just regarding the situation. I guess I have one more thing that that I thought about as well, and I actually made a post about it on X or Twitter or whatever you want to call it. Does Jonathan Taylor potentially fit the Colts timeline? I know that might sound crazy on the surface because he's 24 years old, But, like, I think about it like this. I talked about it earlier. The shelf life of a running back is so minimal. I mean, gosh, Todd Gurley was out of the league a couple years. uh, When he was out of the league, he was only, like, what, 26, 27? You know, that's not that far away for Jonathan Taylor. And so that's kind of one of my things is, like, Anthony Richardson is probably going to take a couple years to fully get, you know, hypothetically to where you want him to get, right? I'm thinking, like, the 2025 seasons really where you're, like, We want to see him take that leap into the top 10 conversation there. You know, all goes well, right? And so you think about that.
0: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
1: Two years away, Jonathan Taylor is going to be 26 years old, right? And I know that might not seem old at all. And for any other player that's not before running back, especially with the guy that had so many carries and and also has already had an injury like that, that's concerning, right? And you think about it, if he's wanting to get paid as well, does that really fit the Colts' timeline and what they want to do with their running back position, as good of a player as he is, would it make more sense for the Colts to try to get some value now for this guy and get the most value they can possibly get versus, you know, letting it play out and, and really not getting a whole lot for him? And certainly his market value will decrease as the age increases. So that's kind of my thought as well. Does he fit maybe your timeline? And to Shane Steichen, you know, like a guy who's been able to make a lot of things work in Philadelphia with just a running back by committee, does he look at that and say, we don't need to pay one guy all this money. We can pay all these other guys and be just as effective. Now, again, Jonathan Taylor at his peak, you know, you can't be as effective as that, but be effective enough where it could help us stay in games and win games, you know, where we don't have to rely on this guy for 20 to 25 carries per game or whatever it was, the astronomical number in 2021. So, That's kind of my thoughts overall when it comes to the Jonathan Taylor situation, kind of the pros of keeping him, the pros of trading him. I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts when it comes to this whole situation. This whole saga has just been crazy as it's kind of unfolded and we've kind of heard a little bit more, the layers, just the different things regarding this situation. So let me know what your thoughts are. Who on here would say that you guys are pro, keeping Jonathan Taylor around, letting him test the market, keeping him around, maybe signing to him to an extension? How many of you guys are just kind of done with the situation? You're like, trade him, get what you can out of him, get the most value you can. Like Let me know where you guys sit, because it's very obvious the Colts love Jonathan Taylor. They value him really highly, which is why they are asking as much as they're asking. And I think, obviously, they'd want to keep him around, but they're not going to sit around and let him just, you know, mope all day, right? And so, like, I'm just interested to see how the situation plays out. And I would love to hear your guys' thoughts as well. But let me know in the comments below. That'll do it for this one, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, guys, go cold.
2: It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust.